So welcome everybody to our next episode of our podcast for the Association for Vascular Access. I'm Judy Thompson, the Director of Clinical Education with Ava. Join with me, my boy wonder here, Blake Hodgkiss. Say hi, Blake. Hey guys, how's it going out there? And because it's a special occasion, we actually have the pleasure of having our keynote speaker for Ava SM22 in the house with us today, Dr. Steve Bedwell. Dr. Bedwell, welcome, welcome, welcome to our show. Hello, thank you so much. Thank you. So you are a keynote. We scheduled you for two years ago and um, have been. Yes, yeah. 2020. Yes, that's correct. Yes. Was it 2020 or 2019? It's been a uh, while. We originally spoke in 2019 for 2020. Ah, yes, yes, it was going to be yes. In Colorado. Then it was going to be in Orlando, which would have been great because that's my hometown. <laughs> and now we're in Minneapolis, September 30th, right? And that's going to be wonderful too. It will be amazing. And I'm so excited to hear your talk. I've heard rave reviews about it. Thank Without you. giving away any of the real great stuff about it, give us a teaser. Sure. Yeah, yeah. My session is called How to Screw Up, Stress Out, and Get Nothing Done. And it's all, <laughs> thank you for laughing. That was, that was encouraging. <laughs> and it's, it's all based on the idea that in order to be more successful, we need to understand why we sometimes fail. So during that session, we're going to be looking into the habits of highly ineffective people. And then along the way, we're going to be figuring out some tactics for improving our thinking, making better decisions, solving problems, handling the frustration and anxiety that's part and parcel of being in the healthcare space. And frankly, just having a lot of fun. There'll be stand-up comedy. There's even a little magic. And by the end of the session, everyone, I guarantee it, everyone will be saying, what the heck happened to that balloon? Mark my words. <laughs> uh, that's intriguing. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Like I said, I don't want you to give away too much about your session, but tell us a little bit about you. Oh, I, yeah. I hear a tad bit of an accent. So. I do. Yeah, I'm from London. Um, I'm a physician and I used to work as a pathologist at the Royal London Hospital and St. Bartholomew's Hospital, which are two hugely historic, wonderful uh, teaching hospitals and medical schools in London. And it was fabulous. So what happened was I started teaching there and over the course of time started add, adding stand-up comedy and then a little magic into my sessions. And we noticed that the students' grades went up. So around that time, I'm thinking to myself, you know what, I should take this on the road. And I started getting invitations to do keynote speeches in the UK and then 20 odd years ago, when I moved over to the US, I brought my business over here and started doing the same thing in the US. So that's how it all came to be. That's brilliant. I, the best way to learn is to have fun learning and it'll embed. So brilliant tactic. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you. It's, it's funny that you bring up the whole concept of adding humor to presentations and learning styles because I just it it really reminds me of the story my dad taught um, me when I was younger and he was a college professor and he talked about how there was a study that was done with college professors that were very dry and talking about their the, the material that they have expertise in. And then the comparison group was one where they had a paid actor that came and taught the class in a very engaging and uh, lighthearted way. And they found that the students that actually 
received more information or retained it better from the the actor because of the dynamic presentation. So I think it's funny that you, you brought that up about comedy and humor and how important it is to how we communicate as peoples, as uh, professionals. So Totally. So what you want is someone with the academic credibility and who can make it funny as well. And my expertise, such that it is, is taking complex academic ideas, stripping them back to their basics, and then making them funny and highly interactive. Like during my presentation, there's going to be people up on stage. I'm going to be going out into the audience. We are going to have a blast. And I promise you, folks will not see it coming. This is going to be a session unlike any that ABA have had in the past. Sounds so like the this... opposite of death by PowerPoint. Right. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I don't use PowerPoint. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. No PowerPoint. That's I'm a PowerPoint-free zone. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Beautiful. So are we to understand that the people in the front row, similar to any comedy show, are kind of at uh, your mercy? Uh, it's not just the people in the front row. I'm just saying that for <laughs> yeah. two reasons. Number one, I want people sitting in the front row. And secondly... Um, I can go further back than the front row. I'll have a wireless mic. I can go anywhere in the room. So just because they're not looking at me doesn't make them invisible. Aha. Okay, guys, we're in for a treat. We're going to take a quick little break and come right back after a word from our sponsor. AccuVane is the global leader in near-infrared vein visualization. AccuVane's mission is to improve proficiency in vein assessment and access to help avoid patient complications while improving workflow efficiency and the patient and nurse experience. AccuVan is committed to providing the right tools and training to help healthcare workers master the skill of peripheral IV access. AccuVan, the essential first step in peripheral IV access success. To learn more, visit www.accuvane.com. So, Steve, we're so excited to have you. What what got you involved with Ava? Two How'd things. You find us? First of all, I did a small group presentation for a group of infusion nurses in New Jersey. And Ras Nazov happened to be in the audience. And afterwards, we spoke and he said, you know, I know where we need to have you speak. And of course, it was Ava. And it just so happened that around the same time, I saw that very funny post that you guys made about Andy Murray's the positioning of Andy Murray's infusion, like his uh, venous access line. Yes. And um, and I, being a physician from England, I can just imagine how that was received when such, suddenly a whole bunch of doctors in the UK are being given grief from a group in the US and thinking, who the heck are these people to be telling us that we're placing our lines incorrectly? And the back and forth was highly entertaining and of course the whole thing was very interesting and very viral so it was a superb way of getting attention for what you guys were doing at the time so it was really the confluence of those two things so when um tanya phoned me up and said hey do you want to come speak i'm like yes i'm 110 in and we are going to have a blast because clearly yours is a group where people like to have a lot of fun we are. We are. We definitely like to have a lot of fun. And you're right. The post we did about Andy Murray's IV, boy, we, the folks in Great Britain did not enjoy our post that much. <laughs> <laughs> we did get a lot of backlash. 
Well, I'm sure, but courting controversy is all part of the game, isn't it, when you're trying to get attention? It is. It is. But that that one really took us, like, I, I played a lot of tennis in my youth and um, in college and internationally. And when I saw where that IV was, I went, it hit both ways of my home. Is like, oh, my gosh, he's a professional. It's in his dominant arm. It's right around the nerve bundles. This is this is a nightmare waiting to happen for this man. Right. So, right. Yeah. Was, and that was the other thing. It showed the passion that you guys had for the placement of Venus lines. And it really, it really did. You know, it was like, this is amazing. And uh, <laughs> the more I've gotten into after speaking to the infusion nurses in uh, New Jersey, and a lot of them uh, were giving people chemotherapeutic drugs, of course. Right. And uh, that's a big thing for me. That's something I'm very passionate about is the management of cancer. So consequently, um, hearing their passion and then seeing the Andy Murray posts and seeing the depth of conversation around the placement of lines was like, these guys are fun. They're passionate about what they do. What's not to be there for, you know, we're going to have a blast. We really are, we are going to have a blast. <laughs> this is the 30th in Minneapolis. Guys, we're going to stop for another word from our sponsor, Accuvane. As an industry pioneer in the development of novel medical technologies, Accuvane develops simple, innovative solutions to improve vascular access outcomes and experience for patients undergoing peripheral IV therapy or other treatments. The company has developed the only patented real-time eye-safe laser-based device, the AV500, which uses near-infrared technology to help clinicians see superficial veins, valves, and bifurcations for better informed site assessments and accurate needle placement. The AV500 also helps limit the clinician's exposure to infectious diseases while improving efficiency and reducing IV complications. Accuvane also provides customized training and education support to address and alleviate nursing stress and anxiety and assistance with onboarding new staff. Accuvane, the essential first step in peripheral IV access success. To learn more about Accuvane and see a demonstration of the AV500 in action, visit www.accuvane.com. And now back to our podcast. So Dr. Bedwell, I heard you're writing a book. Yes. Tell us about yeah. that. The book is called Superpower Activate. And then the subtitle is How to Think Clearly, Act Fearlessly and Transform Your Life. And it's a book with the promise of transformation. And I'll be taking some ideas from the book putting them on stage, and then, as I said, introducing them using some stand-up comedy and some interactive magic stuff. Um, but the basic idea is that we all have a superpower, and it's our ability to spot self-sabotage from a distance in real time. And that is crucial because a lot of the self-sabotage, the bad habits we have and our emotional overreactions and our snap judgments are triggered at an unconscious level, so we're not even aware of them. So we can spot self-sabotage when we start looking for these physical and psychological tells that reveal what's going on under the surface of our, in the subcortical part of our brain. And then, of course, from a distance, because like when we're at the airport, you know, we watch somebody 
uh, giving the gate agent a hard time. And we're like, yeah, that guy's never going to get what he wants. You know, his rage is impotent, which is definitely <laughs> not a word to be banding around somebody who's already channeling their inner Voldemort. You know? <laughs> but um, so we can see it. And it's so obvious that this person is acting in a self-sabotaging way. Unfortunately, we don't always have that distance on our own thoughts, feelings, and actions. So you've got this superpower. It's uh, spotting self-sabotage. It's in from a distance so you can actually watch it and observe what's going on. And finally, it's in real time because, of course, we can fret about the past. We can worry about the future. But it's only in real time that we can make changes right here, right now. So the book explores the ramifications about how do we get that distance? What are the psychological and physical tells of these self-sabotaging responses? And how can we keep it all in the moment? So it's something I'm super excited about. It's funny, just like my speech is funny. It's all presented in this completely off-kilter, crazy way, um, but at the same time making some, some serious points. And folks that have read some of the drafts have been going nuts about it. So I'm really, really excited. Hardest thing I've ever done, way harder than medical school, quite frankly. Um, But it's been a fabulous journey. And of course, along the way, I've learned a lot about myself and my own self-sabotaging responses, of course. (laughs) Wow. So when is it going to be published? My goal is to have it ready by the end of the year. So, yeah. I'll send it probably when it's These are some really like heavy psychological concepts that you're talking about. And my, my initial thought was, how does the pathologist get into the the psychology of of things and i mean certainly your your wealth of information because you've turned this into uh successful keynotes and then adding the comedy and the magic and just fantastic to watch you and some of the snippets that you have available on your website or thank you uh, for the ava association the, the scientific meeting uh, promo that you did and i'm just like man this guy's awesome so it was kind of fun i was like man he must be a psychiatrist or no <laughs> Ah. No. <laughs> well, the, the journey, it's a really good observation. I think two things. First of all, of course, as a pathologist, I was very much into neuroanatomy and especially neuroanatomy because we were doing you know brain dissections and looking for tumors and things like that. So very much into the anatomy of the brain and the spinal cord and obviously the peripheral nervous system. Um, but then in addition, I kind of made a shift at medical school and beyond. I was fascinated by the pathophysiology of disease. How how do diseases start, develop, and present? So it was all about what do we do when things go wrong? And then what I've done in the second part of my career is focus a lot more on what about when things are going fine, how do we make them better? When life's fine, how do we become more productive? How can we handle frustration and anxiety a little more effectively? So it's the psychology of well-being happiness and optimism rather than the psychology of neurosis and and psychosis and pathology (laughs) right so you know and of course psychology has made that similar shift with uh, martin seligman and the the happiness movement and uh, positive psychology back in the 90s and so things have shifted generally in that direction away from pathology and towards as I say, the psychology of happiness and, and taking people who are already happy, because I'm not qualified. I am not qualified to start talking to people who are psychotic, schizophrenic, or, you know, I'm not a psychiatrist. Um, even though I'm a physician, I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't have any specialist psychiatric training. 
But what I can do is address situations where people are doing just fine. And how can we tweak that? How can we help them to, to make better decisions, solve problems more effectively, handle the frustrations in their lives and break bad habits and replace them with better habits? So that's the journey I went on and that's the journey I share. And you can see that magic and comedy really, really helps. Yeah, you can see that translate well to, you know, here you're talking about like analyzing the things that cause these issues and then how do we solve them in the same way that you approach uh, the bigger issues of like uh, challenging circumstances, communication, uh, your own internal barriers to success or decision making, uh, things like that. So it makes perfect sense. Well, and what was interesting about this was as I looked in, in very divergent areas of modern psychological and behavioral economic research, the same things came up again and again and again. It was what I refer to there. Basically, you've got the two systems. You've got the subcortical um, unconscious automatic systems. And of course, we have the prefrontal cortex with all its executive functions like impulse control, emotional regulation, higher levels of thinking, planning, problem solving, and so forth. And so again, it was whatever I was talking about, whether it's habit change, emotional regulation, uh, making better decisions, it all came down to those two systems. And of course, that they were made famous uh, by Daniel Kahneman, the Nobel Prize winning psychologist in his book, Thinking Fast and Slow. And those are the two systems. There's the fast system and the slow system. Um, however, what no one was doing was making that stuff accessible and funny so it was like, okay, well, we'll call the subcortical system gunslinger. Why gunslinger? Because gunslinger <laughs> triggers, right, triggers, so it's easy to remember, all those self-judgments, those emotional overreactions, those bad habits, and, of course, all the good habits as well. And then it's also like a gunslinger constantly scanning for trouble and then the merest hint of a threat triggering the weaponry, right? And so. So that was gunslinger. And then the other side of the coin was obvious. You know, it's executive functions, therefore executive. So what's really going on in our heads is this interplay between gunslinger and executive. And for us to change any aspect of our life, executive has to override gunslinger. And that's where the problems start. And that's what the book is all about. That's awesome. I can't wait. I hope you're going to make it an audio book as well, because your inflections I think would do it very well. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'll, I'll record it for you. No. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see how this one turns out first, Judy. Yes. Oh, this one's great already. I know it. Well, Dr. Bedwell, I want to thank you so much for being on our show today. You're fun. Okay. And I can't wait for your presentation. I hope you dance as well because you tell jokes. You give a great message. You do magic. I believe there should be dancing involved. Okay. Well, I dance every morning as I'm making my coffee. So maybe yeah, I can know. bring some of that. I do. Yeah. Every morning to okay. Taylor Swift, um, shake it off or yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, Pharrell Williams happy. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. It's a great That's way beautiful. to start the day. It's Perfect. not, trust me, it's not beautiful, but it's fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> It's it like singing in the shower. The word I would use. <laughs> we dance like nobody's watching. That's the way it should always be. <laughs> well, thank you so much. My pleasure. This has been fabulous. September 30th, guys. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a great time. We're always fun at Ava anyways, and you just don't want to miss it.
this year in particular, but like most of us out there, it's an every year thing sans pandemic, but sure. uh, Well, Blake, thank you again. Always have always fun to hang out with you, even virtually. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Okay. (laughs) We will see you in Minneapolis. Bye guys. You can see the entire Ava calendar on the Ava website at www.avainfo.org, which is also where you can join Ava or donate to the Ava Foundation. Don't miss Facebook Fridays, where we are live at noon Eastern time each week. Toss us a question or give us a like. We're on all the social media platforms. You can follow the Association for Vascular Access on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Make sure you're subscribed to the I Save That podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or Google Play Music. Now here comes the legal stuff. The topics discussed on the I Save That podcast are purely for informational purposes. You should personally seek the guidance of clinicians before making any decision that affects your health or the health of your patients. Listeners of this podcast are advised to do their own due diligence when it comes to making vascular access decisions. Our goal is to inform and entertain the healthcare landscape while giving you a starting point for your discussions with your own clinicians and professional advisors. By listening to this podcast, you agree that the host, our guests, our sponsors, and the Association for Vascular Access are not responsible for the success or failure of your health, your career, or any decision you make related to any information we've presented. The I Save That podcast contains segments of copyrighted music that was not specifically authorized to be used, but is protected by federal law and the fair use doctrine as cited in Section 107 of the U.S. Copyright Act. If you have any specific concerns about this broadcast or our position on fair use defense, please contact us at podcast at avainfo.org. No part of this broadcast shall be reproduced, transmitted, or sold in whole or in part or in any form without the prior written consent of the Association for Vascular Access. (laughs) 